We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, happy Friday. It's Ivy Nation Sports Talk. He's Vince. I'm Sean. He's got a basketball game to go to here in a little bit. No, yeah. I don't. So <laughs> No, you don't. So here we are. Do you miss yeah. it? Do you miss not having all your Fridays and Saturdays and Tuesdays and sometimes Wednesdays uh, taken up? Not in the least bit. Okay, just checking. <laughs> not in the least bit. <laughs> Tommy uh, kind of held his tossage for the like button yesterday, and he said that he preemptively gave it a like tonight. So I appreciate you doing it without Thanks, making us earn it. Anthony said he hit the like button because we're doing a show on Friday with no game schedule. Yes. This is true. Props to them for p- providing quality customer service. That's what we're here for. It's true. Quality customer service. Joe wasn't expecting a Friday show. His great day wow. just got better. Thank you very much. Great Joe. day Glad. just got better, Joe. Wow, man. I wish I was you. Got a lot Shoot. to live up to with some man. of this stuff, though. You're not kidding. Well, not kidding. Um, Blake Fisher made the announcement today. He's uh, he's declared for the draft. He is going to opt out of the Sun Bowl at the same time. Did it on social media, mm-hmm. of course, this afternoon. Officially. Officially, yes. Yeah. And like a lot of people, I am surprised that we didn't hear more this week. We got Maris Leofow at the beginning of the week, and we end up with Blake Fisher at the end of the week. I thought there would, would be two or three more this week but at least here we are i yeah <laughs> we'll save that we'll kind of get into yeah more of that later as as we go on this we you know we will be a little little bit abbreviated i mean we're only gonna be able to go for about an hour tonight because vince has got to get you know he does have a, a pen basketball game that he's got yeah. to go so we do have some rapid fire planned and stuff like that but of course as always if you're uh tuning in live Throw in any questions, comments, whatever else, yeah. and we'll try to get to them as we go. Um, oh, I was just thinking about Monterey today, Brent. <laughs> Sunny and beautiful in Monterey, California. Sure it it is. is. It was actually a decent day for South Bend today, but sunny and beautiful is not how I would it, describe it. It was 55 and overcast. Was um, it? Yeah. Okay. But, I mean, it is December 8th. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like, 55 degrees is fantastic. And, uh, I mean, it was warm enough outside that a, a certain someone who will remain nameless 
you know, came up to me during the school day and was like, hey, I'm done with all my work. Can I just go kick outside for the last two and a half hours of school? Um, no, no, you can't. And it's not because you'll get in trouble. It's because I'll get in trouble. Come on, man. Jeez. He's like, yeah, we got to take advantage of these nice days. I'm like, all right. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Like, uh, that's no. a good point. I mean, get out there. But he should also yeah. get out there and kick when it's cruddy outside. You oh, got to be able to kick in the elements as well, right? Oh, so. he has been. Uh, and I've been out there shagging all bundled up and freezing cold and everything else, you know. So, ugh, brutal. Does he have like the little stand and all that stuff? Oh, yeah. you call those? I just try to catch the ball when it goes through the uprights. I, you know, misjudged one, took it right off the chin. So that was <laughs> when it was like 30 degrees outside. So that was awesome. Didn't feel nice. like I had a chin for a little while. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So nice day for Northern Indiana today. I yeah. mean, you know, all things being relative. But yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm still a little depressed, Sean, uh, when they announced, like we're sitting there waiting for the bowl announcements, uh-huh. you know, since we're talking about the Sun Bowl. And I was holding out hope for that holiday bowl, man, in San Diego. And then I they said it was going to be an ACC team versus USC. I was like, dang it. <laughs> oh, so depressed at that point. Yeah. Come on, man. Jeez. That'd be the lot. I think that's the bowl that everyone in this beat really wants to oh. go to. Is they, They'd like oh, to experience God. the holiday bowl just once. Oh. You know, just once. Fantastic. Right, even yeah. though it's at a baseball stadium, I don't care. It's also in San Diego. That's exactly and, right. That's exactly you know, right. <laughs> I can get on board with that. Just one time, baby. Just one time. Yes. <laughs> Help me out. Help a brother out, man. And and then they said it was the Sun Bowl in El Paso. And I said, a little bit different. A little <laughs> bit different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Blake Fisher, two-year full-time starter. Of course, his freshman year, he started off the season as the left tackle, got injured right away against Florida State, sat the rest of the regular season, played in the Fiesta Bowl. But he has started... 26 games since then, including the Fiesta Bowl at right tackle. Uh, End of his junior season, he's leaving with eligibility on the table. So what do you think, Vince? What what do you think about Blake's decision to to head off to the NFL after his junior season? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The regular season is over, but that doesn't mean shopping for tickets has come to an end. Notre Dame still has a big bowl game coming up. 
It's also holiday season, which means plenty of amazing concerts and shows, and you'll need tickets, especially if you're a last-minute shopper like me. And if you are in need of tickets, Game Time is the place to go. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball games, concerts, comedy shows, theaters, and more. The Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. It's the fastest growing ticket app in the country for a reason. Get images of your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds, two taps, and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you never have to dig through your email. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code IRISH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code IRISH for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's gametime.co. Well, I think at this point, we have to what? Take stock in the entire career at Notre Dame, right? And I think it was premature. I mean, I, I think that's a, a safe thing to say. I think he could have used another year of development uh, and really raised his draft stock, to be perfectly honest with you. I think that. You know, you could you could make an argument that I don't know if regressed is the right word, but hasn't gotten better since he stepped foot on campus at Notre Dame. And it's been three years now. He did beat out Joe Alt to be the starting left tackle as his true freshman. As freshman. Yeah. As freshman. I mean, you know, call that what you will, right? Got hurt in the very first game, and then it was kind of the the carousel of left tackles until they landed on Joe Alt and he hasn't looked back and all of that, right? And so um, I'm a little surprised, <clears throat> to be honest with you. I've heard some of the backstory and, and things like that, so it's a little less surprising, I guess. But at the same time, I, I think that if anybody was actually looking at this from a neutral point of view, they would have said, hey, another year will help you. You know, you don't have to come yeah. out after your third true year in college with two years of starting under your belt, you know, now's the time to come back but you know he's obviously got different people telling him different things and uh we'll see what happens in april honestly obviously you go pro you've got a chance to make money but the nfl is not a developmental league like you've you've got to be ready to get in there and go right away you know like have guys ever been undrafted and worked their way into a starting position of course. And, sure. you know, like Danny Pinter, kid here you know, who, you know, you coached at, at Adams High School and went yep. to Ball State, played against Notre Dame and, you know, turned him. He was drafted, drafted by the Colts. He's actually injured this year. Yeah. He hasn't been playing broke his you foot. Know, at all this year. But yeah, broke his foot. Like, mate, was it training camp? Maybe it was early. early on. Yeah, yeah something like early. that. But, you know, this is a guy who worked his way through the ranks and, you know, he was drafted kind of a swing player interior offensive lineman for the Colts after playing some tackle in college. And, you know, he worked his way into a role, but it wasn't necessarily, you know, still a full-time role. It was like, 
he took advantage of some opportunities when some guys got hurt. And sure, you know, that's kind of where Blake Fisher, I think, is ultimately going to end up because he's not going to be a first or second round guy. And the more they invest in you up front, you know, the greater your chances are. But that is also like the more they invest in you up front, the more they think you're ready to go right now. And yes, it's going to I just think it's going to be an uphill battle for for Blake Fisher. Ultimately, again, I'm not saying he's not going to make a roster and he's sure. never going to play in the NFL. It's just going to be harder for him because there are things that he needs to work on. And, yep. you know, like I think the recruiting ranking and I think this happens with some guys, the recruiting ranking he came in with mm-hmm. that changes expectations right away in terms of, you know, it changes it for every for all these guys, especially if you're a five star, like what they think their playing time is supposed to be early in their career. And then it also, I think, accelerates their expectations for what they think their career is supposed to be, both in college and like with this decision, getting to the NFL. And because of NIL, players are allowed to hire agents now while they're still in college. And Blake Fisher's, like, look at his Twitter page. He's had an agent for a couple of years. He's got that representation right on there. But the agents start talking oh, in your yeah, ear sure. and that's where it's, and they start talking about, Oh, you got to start your NFL clock. You got to get your money. And you know, all this different stuff. Like we were talking yesterday about Audric Estime and money now, potentially if he stayed with NIL versus getting drafted. And I think it's, I think it's, as we've talked about, it's different for running backs because of the wear and tear and the pounding sure. that those guys take on their bodies. But Vince, I mean, I, when this news dropped, I started searching all over the place, looking for draft evaluations on Blake Fisher. And I got to tell you, you know, Mel Kuyper, Matt Miller, Field Yates, Daniel Jeremiah, Dane Brugler, they are very few and far between. You know, like, yeah, it's hard sure. to find much that's written, especially recently. There was some older stuff when, when Blake Fisher's stock was still higher, but, you know, that's all really outdated right now. The best ranking I can find is CBS Sports has him as their number 79 overall player, number 13 tackle. So that's third round right there. And that's not even taking into account, you know, they're like compensatory picks are going to be added. And, you know, sure. when, when teams start getting into those spots, you know, what do they need? And that can make a guy fluctuate up or down and any of that kind of stuff. Pro Football Focus has him at 117, you know, whereas obviously Joe Alt is a consensus top 10 pick number two overall tackle, you know, so there, there are things I think he still needs to work on. And I really think that staying for another year really would have benefited Blake Fisher much more. Like he could have put himself into a first or second round conversation next year, rather than a mid round day three guy, which I think is ultimately what he's going to end up being out of this. I would say, yeah, I mean, I, I think coming back is, was definitely the right call, but he decided not to. And I and I think, man, I just, I think part of it is also, you know, he he's in the shadow of Joe Alt. I, I don't know how else to say it. He's in the shadow of Joe Alt and in his mind. So I'm trying to put myself in Blake Fisher's shoes, right? I'm the starting left tackle as a true freshman at the University of Notre Dame. That's something that just doesn't happen. Right. It's happened a couple of times over the course of history at Notre Dame. And he was that guy until he got hurt. And then Joe Alt eventually gets inserted into that spot. And from that day forward, Blake Fisher is in the shadow of Joe Alt. Mm-hmm. 
I think this would have been a great opportunity for him to be the guy and to, you know, create the shadow as opposed to being in the shadow. Yeah. He could have been the guy everyone's talking about next year. Absolutely. And I think that being in the shadow for the last two and a half years affected him. I do. I think he, I think he probably thought all along. The conversation was supposed to be about him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm better. I'm supposed to be the guy. And I think he's going to take that for a spin. I think he's going to take that mentality for a spin. I, I just, you know, that that's my take on it. That that's my assumption. And I and I get where he's coming from. He was the dude, and he got passed up, and he wants to be the dude again. I think he should have been the dude on the offensive line next year at Notre Dame. But he's saying, hey, if Joe Elk can be this guy, I can be that guy in the NFL too. Yeah, I, that, that's my take on the situation. Yeah. I don't disagree with any of that. Tyler asks if we think he'll be a guard in the NFL. And I honestly think that what his skill set is right now, that that is probably what he is. I mean, that Mm -hmm. someone could still see him as a tap, but like the footwork is his biggest thing. You know, like when you, when you look at some of the things that have been written about him, you know, they talk about his strength. That's good. You know, good run blocker, all that kind of stuff. But where the, the the biggest issue, one of the biggest issues that he has is just when his feet start moving, he gets off balance. And, you know, like his ability to kind of control his weight and control his body when he's out there pass blocking. Right. You know, in his pad level and, you know, those kind of things, that's been an issue for him. And it's it's a much bigger issue, obviously, as a tackle. Then as a guard, yes. you, you know, you can you can cover some of those things as a guard that you can as a tackle because you are out there, you know, blocking pass rushers, kind of, you know, edge rushers and all that kind of stuff. So uh, that's that's where I've always just based on what we've seen from him this year. That's that's what I keep saying that I, I see Blake Fisher much more as an NFL guard right now than as a tackle again. That could have changed with another year and working on some of those things, but that's not going to happen now. Yeah, and and somebody mentioned that maybe he was asked to leave. I, I don't see that being the case. No, with with the depth chart at tackle right now, I do not see that being the case in any way, shape, or form. Um, not like Marcus Freeman goes over his decisions with me, but I just <laughs> based on the roster, I just don't see that how that could possibly be. I just right. that that doesn't compute for me. Um, this was a, this was a situation where Blake told Notre Dame what he wanted to do. Yeah. This isn't like, Hey Blake, you've been here for five years already. Right. There's, right. there's no more upside. It's, it's time. True to, you know, junior. That's, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's where a lot of those conversations take place. He's still a good, uh, you know, I don't want to mistake this. He's still a good yes. college tackle. Yes. But there's a difference between a good college tackle and one who's going to be a difference maker right away in the NFL. and. Making this decision, it seems like he's the latter more than the former. I think I agree with you and some of the posters in that I think he could be a really good to great guard at the college level too. And then that can translate potentially to the NFL. The problem is Notre Dame is absolutely loaded at guard. I mean, they're they're loaded with interior guys. They're, They're not loaded at tackle. And so the reality is he's probably coming back as a tackle at Notre Dame. He very clearly said he has no desire to play left tackle. And so he comes back as the right tackle at Notre Dame. And maybe he's like, I've, I feel like I've done all I can do. And okay. 
I mean, if that's what you think, then okay. Yeah, I mean, there there are plenty of good tackles in the NFL who end up playing guard, or good tackles in college who end up playing guard in oh, the sure. NFL. I mean, oh, Zach sure. Martin being the obvious one, but like Zach Martin was, you know, he was a left tackle. He was a really good sound left tackle, but he has become one of the best guards in the history of the NFL. I don't, you know, I don't have to say his, his but there are plenty of other guys like that as well. It's, you know, big, just, just because of that. And like the, what we've talked about, like the footwork, the pass blocking is the main thing. Like there are still things that they are good at, but I just don't see him right now with the skill set that he has being an NFL tackle. And again, you don't go to the NFL to work on like, like you, you're still going to work on things. You know, you, you go to practice, you go to training camp and all that different stuff, but it, it's just so much harder once you get there. The Like I said, the NFL is not a developmental league. It is the, the rosters are much trimmer and yep, you yep. know, like, like they don't have 15 offensive linemen <laughs> sitting around at any one time, like you have in college. They, it's they like, usually, what, what can you do for a seven? They, yeah. they dress like seven. They, yeah. they dress the five starters and then they've got you know, like one sub for the interior and one sub for tackle. And that's about it. Maybe eight, but they, they just don't, they just don't dress that many guys in the NFL. Cause you only get to dress 53, right? So, or no, you you can't, I think you can dress less than 53 actually on game day, 53 are on the roster, but I don't think you can dress 53. I could be wrong about all of that, but the bottom line is your numbers are limited on the sideline. You don't get to dress anybody that you want, like you do in college. Right. Right. Tyler Smith is is another one that actually was was drafted as a uh, you know he was a tackle in college and he's playing for the Cowboys now another guy who's a guard and I just saw a comment did I start it from Joe would I want the Cowboys to draft him as a guard I mean I would take him yeah as oh, a guard. I would too yeah. for sure I would definitely do that I would for sure because like, he does have a where lot the of Cowboys are right ability. now they need like tackles going okay. forward just you know health and stuff like but like if if Smith ended up popping back out and playing tackle, for example, I would take Blake Fisher as a left guard for sure. Yeah. Because oh, again, agree. there's, there's just a big difference between what you have to do and the way you have to move your feet playing, playing guard versus tackle. So I would take well, that. And I will also say if he ends up being a late day two, early day four kind of a draft pick, he could end up being a steal. I mean, he could. He could end up being a steal as long as he's being drafted to a team that has a good offensive line coach and can and and is they're willing to take their time with him a little bit because I don't think that he's plug and play. I, I don't think he's plug and no, play I don't right either. now. Yeah. But he's definitely a really good depth piece that can work his way up. And so if you've got a really good offensive line coach, you don't need him to step in right now. I, I think he could be the, one of the one of the bigger steals in the draft. Yeah. I mean, he could be a guy, you know, by the middle of the season, somebody gets hurt, you know, kind of like what we were talking about with Danny Pincher with the Colts guy gets hurt. You plug him in there. Like I don't see him as a center potentially. And a lot of those guys, you know, they, especially when they're swing guys, they want that kind of versatility right. again, because you're talking about roster limits and you could end up, you know, talking practice squad and sure. whatever else. So sure. I mean, he'll look, he'll make a check. I, I think he's going to make a team. He'll make a check. He'll be he'll be a professional football player. I, I you can't just pass up that kind of talent level, that kind of ability. I get it, and I have no problem with it, and I think it's all true. 
so he'll be making money as a professional football player, whether it's on the practice squad, whether it's on a 53-man roster, whatever the case may be. He's going to get drafted. He's going to be making money. I just think that he could have helped himself by sticking around. Yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But again, like depending on where he gets drafted, if things don't yeah, go right, you also leave yourself open to being a cut at the end oh, of training yeah. camp. If 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 a team decides, well, we're better off with what we got, you know, over yeah. here or another yeah. guy they drafted. So somebody will pick him up, though, don't you think? Like somebody would, somebody I, at that. I point would. I would think worst up. case he'll be on yeah. somebody's practice squad. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. That's that's worse. You know, there's a lot of offensive linemen from Notre Dame, obviously, in different capacities in the NFL that Miami Dolphins in-season uh, hard knock show that's going on the first show they were in a meeting room and I was like hey is that Liam Eikenberg <laughs> and then like then sure enough there was Liam Eikenberg a few of the other it was like much closer up so you know it's like yeah Liam you kind of forgot about the fact that Liam was down there with the Miami Dolphins but there are so other guys say, I didn't you know, know that all over the place so. <laughs> I did yep. not know that what do you think about the bowl opt-out part of this <laughs> I know I I know that you know you're of the opinion that they should all play every game and I don't complete you know I'm not complete yeah. like scale of one to ten I'm maybe an eight in agreement with yeah, that. Yeah, that's fair. But- and that's probably honestly where I'm at now. Like I I get where we are, right, with college football. Like I get it. I just don't like it. Like I get it, and I and I, I understand why guys opt out of the bowl game, and and, and it makes sense, and I, I I get the reasoning for it. I don't know. I mean, would it really have hurt Blake Fisher to opt out of the Sun Bowl, or how much would it have helped him to be in the Sun Bowl? I don't think either question is yes. So <laughs> I think him opting out is fine. Like I guess I don't have an issue with it, and. Look, you need to figure out you need to figure out real quick what you've got at tackle, because I think we can. All... I mean, it's going to give them the opportunity. Yeah, now. right. And so, I'm actually okay with it in this regard because now you're going to practice for X amount of practices with whoever's going to step in in his spot. Most likely, Emil Wagner, based on everything yep. that we've seen and all and, that kind of stuff. You know, then then you get a, a you know an entire game without Blake. Fish. Look, he started 26 games in a row, right? And so you're going to get somebody different at right go at right tackle, and you get to see some game reps and all of that. So, from a Notre Dame standpoint, I get it. I think that um, you know, from a 
from a gameplay standpoint, I don't think you lose a whole lot by plugging somebody else in. And so, okay, I get it. That's fine. Let's move forward. It's all right. In this, in this case, in this case, I every, I think every player to me is kind of a case all by itself. I just, I don't get what, you know, like Maris Leofel is opting out, for example. Why? And Marist, you know, again, like this, there's this website, again, like there's not a lot of information on Maris Leofel, but the information I could find, Draft Tech has him rated as the number 244 player overall, the number 11 off-ball linebacker. There are 224 picks in the draft in seven. Again, that's not figuring in compensatory sure. picks. But why is Maris Leofel opting out? You know, like, why is Blake Fisher opting out as a potential third-round pick? Like, and these are healthy guys. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey and Leonard Fournette are the guys who started this trend. In it's been like, what, six years ago, I think. They were both banged up during the season. Right. And they were going to be first-round picks, and they wanted to, to basically heal their bodies up so they could, you know, get to the combine, show themselves, and do all this different stuff. They were two of the first opt-outs, McCaffrey and, and Fournette, in the same draft. But again, for for true health reasons. And now it's – we've talked about this before. It's just like – it's just become a status thing. Everyone Absolutely. thinks that they're supposed to opt out for some reason. Silly. What are you, you protecting yourself from? You're, you're coming back. You're coming back to me. Yeah. Come on, baby. Come on. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it's, it. It's just – it's – it's just driving, you know, again, like I understand first round guys who have, and even to some extent guys, you know, maybe who are going to be in the second round and somebody brought up Jalen Smith and Smith is a prime example. He might've been the number one overall pick. Oh yeah. In the draft. There was debate about that. Yeah. At that, at that time. Yeah. He was going to be a, t- you know, a top 10 because, you oh, know, draft easy. processes can obviously change sure. some things, but Jalen Smith with his athleticism and speed and agility, like he would have tested through the roof at the combine. Oh and I gosh. wouldn't have doubted at all if he had gone number one. But, you know, like kickers and punters have the longest careers on average in the NFL. Quarterbacks are number two because, you know, obviously you've got multiple quarterbacks. And, you know, as we've seen before, guys can make a long career out of being backup quarterbacks. Offensive linemen have the third longest careers really? average in the huh. NFL. Running backs, the last offensive yeah. linemen are third. So I just, in Blake Fisher's case, and in, in in really, Joe Alt and Audric Estime are the only two, from you know from Notre Dame this year, who I would say makes complete sense if you're going to opt, you know, if you're going to opt out of the bowl game because running backs, why you want to take that, you know, any extra pounding on your body and take a chance maybe if, you know, cranking a knee or. Right. whatever else. And obviously Joe Walt is going to be a top 10 pick. Those two guys I can understand anybody else. It's just like, play, play the game, play the bowl game. I don't get it. I have, yeah. I just There's, don't get it at all. There are two guys. I can make an argument that I agree with opting out only two, man, two and a half. I'll say two and a half. The number one guy is Cam Hart because he, he's, had uh, so Cam, many, I forgot about Cam Hart because he does have a, has, he has extensive a legit injury history, injury yeah. history, and yeah. he's healthy right now. He, right. he, he, he proved he can go through an entire season healthy and I get why he would opt out if he does. I, I would, I'm, I'm on board. In fact, 
if I had his ear, I would I would tell him to opt out. I would. I'd be like, you know what, dude? There is nothing you can do against Oregon State that is going to help you at this point. Right. Opt out, brother. Like, thank you. Opt out. You're done. The other one uh, is estimate for the same reasons that that you gave. Like, I get that. Plus, the the running back room is loaded. Not that that should have anything to do with with his decision making, right? But it is. And so, from a Notre Dame standpoint, I get that as well, right? And then the only other one would be Joe Alt because he's going to be a top five, top 10 pick. Like, right. That is the only other one that I could make the case for. Although I would love to see him play. And I'm one, you know, I'm not saying that the reason we haven't heard from him yet is because he's, you know, still thinking about it or whatever, but like, I would love to see him play in this game. Cause I just think that's who he is. Um, but man, I would probably, I, I try to think about what I would tell a player. I would probably tell him, look, man, you're going to be top 10. The, you don't want to jeopardize that with somebody accidentally rolling up on the back of you or, or whatever the case may be. Like, you've made it this far. You started for two and a half years. Like, hey, man, you're an All-American in every list. You're, you're the number two tackle. You're this, 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 and this. Okay, you know what? You You should probably sit out. Anybody else, I'm telling them to play, and that includes Sam Hartman. Anybody else. Yeah, I completely concur with all of that. Yeah. And I was just thinking about, you know, like, as you, you were talking about that, Brandon Joseph, he came up yesterday. And huh. he's a guy who's, well, is he still around? No, I don't think he's even still around anymore. He was I with mean, the Lions. Essentially got benched, I mean, towards the end of the year. and Yeah. Yeah. But that's that, – well, did he get benched or did he essentially opt himself out well, at the end because the, either, of either way. Talking, you know, protecting <laughs> himself yeah. you know, for draft and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, either, either way, he wasn't playing. And there's right. no reason he should have opted out. He didn't play that well to begin with. So, yep. So what do you think – like, are, are you – as you as you think about what the offensive line is most like, I mean, we still haven't got a decision officially from Joe Alt, but now we know that, like, with the exception of Joe Alt, the offensive line is going to look a lot different in the Sun Bowl than what we've seen all season, especially if we assume that Alt is going to be out. You know, because again, now most likely Emil Wagner is what I would expect Sure. at right tackle. You know, that's, that's what the depth chart has, uh, has said all season. And, you know, he had a nice training camp. I'm, I'm actually kind of excited to see what Emil Wagner can do in a sure. game, you know, as a, as a starting right tackle, but I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, I, I have no problem, you know, bringing him in. I mean, look, I, I, Blake Fisher didn't play great. He, he had some moments. He had, he had some, he flashed and, you know, you could see what people get excited about. And there were also moments where you're like, wow, that was not good. And so I think it's time to see what else you have. I mean, if that's his, if that's his decision to opt out, then I'm excited to see like, th that's what I love about college football. Right. I, I'm rambling a little bit, but that's what I love about college football <laughs> is that the turnover, like, okay, next man up, like this guy's gone next man up. It's not like the NFL where, you know, a lot of times you've got guys there for multiple, multiple seasons, you know, things like that. Like, I like the turnover and I like the uh, the 
the foundational piece of college football and the development piece. Like there's not a development piece really in the NFL. There is to a degree, but not like it is in college. And it, that part of that's gone away with the way college football is gone. But in this particular case, man, hey, next man up. Let's yep. see what you got. Like I'm excited to see what these backup tackles can do, you know, because I think there's going to be a lot of competition uh, in the spring and in the fall for the offensive line. I do. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.